From the Mount Smart faithful to the bandwagon supporters and everyone in between, we share a special bond. The Warriors. And who better to talk about the team we love than a bunch of nobodies? Let's go, because this is Warriors Anonymous. All right, welcome to Warriors Anonymous for another week. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. It has been a hell of a time. My name is Jared Cronin. I am joined this evening by three diehard rugby league fans. First of all, we've got Isaac Soss. Hey, man. Kia boys. And we've also got Monita Soss. Hey, brother. Kia ora. How's everyone going? <laughs> Good, bro. Uh, and also Daniel Parakura. <laughs> Kia ora. I didn't think I was going to come back for this one. I thought I, I quit on Friday night. But I'm back. I'm back. What's up, people? I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit. I saw that comment. I'm I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Fork. Stick. Done. But I'm back. I'm back. I love that one comment I posted up on the uh, on Twitter. And he was saying, I thought we had it at that, but I just knew deep down inside for five minutes to go, we're going to fucking lose it. <laughs> God damn it, guys. That, that post cracked me up. God. That will be in response to the 1918 heartbreaker against the St. George Dragons that we endured uh, last Friday night. Now, I actually think probably a good idea would be to get straight into fan questions because we've got some absolute crackers here. The first one we've got from Nick Brown, and his question is simply, it's one word. And that question is, how? <laughs> Daniel, yours, please. <laughs> how? Wow. Um, I guess is that a final 10 minutes? Uh, a series of decisions that we made and mistakes we made that contributed to leading the Dragons back in. We talked about this before, but not counting the numbers in terms of the scoreboard. So Chad Townsend takes a drop goal. It was a wounded duck. Uh, they turned that round, seven tackle set, and they score in the corner. as the second try they scored of the three. And then, to be honest, you know, Corey Norman can't kick a goal to save his life. So we should, we should have probably ended before the, before the 80 minutes. We go to golden point. And we just, again, we let them back in. We make mistakes and errors. And they had a couple of shies at it as well. But we just, yeah, just mistakes in the back end of the game, poor decisions, cost us what was otherwise uh, 65 minutes in, a pretty comprehensive performance from the boys. That's a funny one because the result was such a heartbreaker, but there were so many positives to take from it, which is you know, very conflicting and, and actually kind of perfect as a, as a fan of the Warriors. Question number two is from Ricardo Ball. Um, we'll send this one to you, Isaac, see what your thoughts are. So he says, uh, 2021 is done and dusted. Um, and how is the squad tracking for next year? Is there a clear direction or is it a shotgun type of approach? I agree that um, 2021 is dusted. You know, again, I don't want to be the negative nanny here, but if I'm being honest, then it is gone. But I don't think there is a shotgun scattergun approach, whichever way you want to put it. Just look at the injuries. Look at the um, overall situation for the club, having to be in Australia for the whole season. That's going to be disruptive. If it was a perfect world and we were playing from home, you know, playing in New Zealand and then having to go across the ditch and had a settled lineup, you're looking at a completely different Warriors team. I think that the player acquisition is heading in the right direction now. And I, I, I'd expect to see a very different team and different sort of level of performance next year. So I'm, I'm pretty confident about that. I think we're heading in the right direction. You just got to give it a little bit of time. I think I can't rattle together two or three weeks where the team's been settled. 
you just can't do it. And that makes it pretty difficult week in, week out to win games when you don't have a, a settled team. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very unsettled sort of time. Even this week, we've got changes coming in. Matt Lodge joining the squad for the first time. So still more churn in terms of guys coming in, guys going mm. out, injuries, whatever else going on. We'll go to the next question for you, Monita. Actually, this is a bit of a tricky one because it was quite a long sort of comment. I don't know if you've seen this one from um, Craig McCoy. There's a long rundown, but I couldn't see a, a clear-cut question. But he's saying, you know, thinking about all the other games that have been blowouts, uh, the fact we've got a whole churn of players, Adam from Noah Blake coming back to match fitness. I could probably paraphrase what he's asking to maybe are we being a bit too harsh on where we're at as a team, Moneta? At points, I think we're being a bit harsh, but there, I think there is some other harsh realities in terms of what we have to deal with in terms of we've lost six games where we really should have won them, you know, and so it's always been down to the last 10, 15 minutes and we just seem to lose that kind of momentum or mental kind of stability in terms of closing the game out. In that aspect, I think, I think that's true. I think we need to think about how we can rectify that. But yeah, in the other spectrum, sometimes we think about the last 15 minutes and I'm guilty of this and that we forget all the positive stuff that has happened before that. And this game is a prime example. I mean, we think about Egan, great game. A Katoa, you know, he played really well, I thought, in my opinion. And, um, you know, I thought the forwards really stepped up. But BMM, I thought he made a few silly errors and he wasn't around in the game. But um, AFB had another great game. But, yeah, it's a hard one because it's just frustrating, I guess. I don't think we're completely being too harsh. Well, I think we get frustrated and because we know they have the capability to win these games but we just don't seem to play the full 80 minutes. But again, it goes back to a number of other factors. You know, we just haven't had the same team every week. We've had new, new acquisitions come in every week, but it is frustrating. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I don't know how we're going to fix the, you know, last 15 minutes of our game, but yeah. yeah. I kind of tend to think of the current team as a bit like an Easter egg that's been left in the backseat of a car. Um, <laughs> it's probably going to, you know, hang in there for about a good 65 minutes. But then after that, there's, there's going to be some melting going on, you know. But um, Got another question from uh, Dave Wright. Uh, he's asking if basically if our problems are to be attributed to all the injuries and not being able to maintain a steady first grade team and can we still be finals contenders? I'm not going to ask you, Isaac, about this one because we know where you're at. Uh, Daniel, we'll throw this to you, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously the injuries are play a massive part, eh? So, but it's it's just the nature of the across the whole league, right? Everyone's it's taking turns, and we'll get around the league. But there's some big injuries that have just popped up, in particular Panthers halves. So yeah, we've been dealing with it. We've had a early on, we've had a bum rush of it as well. So, but I kind of think that it's going to be pretty tough to put ourselves in the mix, but. Obviously, we're not mathematically out of it, and the way the other teams have played this week as well, our, our rivals, you know, some of them haven't covered themselves in glory. So, not odds on, but look, if we can get some stability at the back end, we've got some good recruits, we can get people healthy again. If we can get our best side out there playing two to three, four to games together, um, and we can talk about our best side because we've got some options hopefully coming in through soon. Yeah, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I guess the key thing is that you're not uh, walking away just Well, yet, so. if you look at the other yeah. games, so mm. when you think about the other games and how, you know, there's been some pastings, 
but he, we might have a chance. So that's where I'm thinking, hmm, we could have a chance. I didn't think sh- sh- we would uh, Sharks would lose, and they lost. So it keeps us yeah. in the game. So maybe slim yeah, chance, yeah. but the only thing we have to do is we have to tip up some other big sides, and that's yeah. you know, that's, yeah, that's a big ask. You know, we we could have yeah. we could have sailed through the season beating the teams around us at our level and made it into the eight. But now now it's it's you know winning. You know, what do we got left games-wise? Eight. We must be due, like, games against, like, the Dogs and the Broncos at some point. Yeah. yeah we get those. We get two Shark games, I think Dogs and Broncos. And we've got Panthers and we've got the Rabbitohs as yeah. well. So, yeah. So, but No one's been worried about the Broncos game, actually, after seeing how they played today. Ah, we'll be yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, they kind of turn up and then... Next <laughs> <laughs> <Nick> uh, minute. <laughs> remember who you are, Simba. Um, now, uh, the next question, this is my favorite question of the week. Uh, this one comes from Anthony Taungapiao. Um, thank you for this, Brad. This is, this is amazing. Simply, he goes like this. How much more do we have to endure? Do we need to keep the faith or, or what's going on? This sounds like someone who is having a real crisis of um, Warriors fandom identity. So, I hear you, brother. I hear you. <laughs> Isaac, do you have any words of wisdom that you can offer our friend Anthony? It sounds like Anthony's having an existential crisis here. <laughs> um, if you are a long-standing Warriors fan, I think you would have been through all of this before because I know I have. That's why they're familiar feelings. <laughs> you know? Go through every season about this time this season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Keep the faith. This is, hello, darkness, my old friend. But, um, hello, darkness, yeah. my old friend. I, I saw that comment and I like how he used the work environment comparison. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, so good. Yeah, exactly. But um, I don't think you've got much to worry about. You know, you gotta you gotta keep the faith because otherwise, what do you do? Watch rugby. Why, yeah. yeah. What are you gonna watch, do? Watch Super Rugby or something like watch, that? Watch the All Blacks versus Tonga. Yeah. Is that is that what you want? Would you rather <laughs> see a Warriors game or would you rather see the All Blacks play that that Tongan team, which was just a, a farce? You know, that's not that's a different subject altogether. But mm. you got to keep the faith. We've kept the faith for how many years? We know the fans do it too. That's why they get emotional about it. And that's why they maybe say some things that they don't really mean at times. It's not going to stop us being fans. But I think you've got to hang in there and look at the the big, big, big picture for this Warriors team. And um, they've got to work towards something. And what that is, is just having the, the right team on, on the park and just heading in the right direction, seeing improvement. If you can see improvement, which I saw this week, you know, it, that's something to hold on to. Yeah, plenty of improvement. I mean, there was so many positives in this game. It's just just a shame that we, you know, we folded in the last 10 minutes. But we had a couple of new guys join the squad with Chad Townsend coming in at halfback uh, and Dallin Watini Zelizniak on the wing. And, you know, both these boys really made solid contributions. Moneta, what were your thoughts on the newbies coming in? I thought DWZ had an all right game. I thought he was okay. I don't think he was sensational, but I thought, you know, for what Chad did... You know, he got injured and he played pretty well. I mean, you could tell his was it left or right arm was just hanging there and he couldn't really tackle properly. But I thought his game management was good. I thought he stepped up to the plate where obviously in past games it's been missing. Albeit that one decision to go for a drop goal, I thought, which kind of swung the tide of a game. Yeah, I think they all you know did pretty well considering they haven't had much time to acclimatize to our environment. And over time they'll get better and better and they'll they'll create those better partnerships. So if I was to give him a, a rating, I'd give him like a, a B minus. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know? Solid. Gets the job done. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, 
not exactly, but um, <laughs> Liam didn't. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Explain. Had, had the job done, it all finished, and then for some reason left it somewhere and someone nicked it. Nicked so it. Nick. Chocolates. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. They built we finished? the house and then they burnt it down afterwards. <laughs> yeah. We'd be yeah. finished? Dead last? Yeah, we did good though. Yeah, we did good. Um, <laughs> now, now, Daniel, uh, there was a couple sure of standouts did. for us. Uh, Elias Katoa, I thought, was great. And also uh, the play of the much maligned Wade Egan was really good as well. Um, <laughs> Can we really any- say that anymore? Much maligned? Well, the past? I, I think there's still not still, enough yeah. people behind him, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I'm starting well, to. Well, you don't have to look at Warriors Till I Die page, eh? Yeah, oh, there's still people God. going. Yes. I mean, hands up in here who reckon that Wade Egan's had a pretty good season so far. I mean, I'm hands uh, up right here. I've, I've got a new nickname for Wade, actually. I'm calling him the Prestige. Because, like, you know, what he does is dummies. He, he kind of, like, Slow. he just kind of freezes the opposition. Like, he doesn't do much. <laughs> All the commentator was saying that he's he's deceptively quick for a, such a slow-looking person. Like, he, <laughs> he just looks slow. Yeah. But somehow he seems to kind of weave in and out. He so moves slow and then he makes them go slow. And, yeah. And he goes. And then they're like, He's like what? in the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> On the treadmill. Yeah. But, um, Um, But yeah, Daniel, who were your standouts for you, bro? I guess you know you've mentioned a couple which are good. I had a couple of others as well. I thought Jazz had an excellent game and I thought it just sort of reinforces why you need that that level of defensive energy. You chop some bikes down and, um, you know, obviously Toru having to come off, he's a really, really made replacement in the middle as well. So I thought he had a good game. Uh, yeah, I, I thought DWZ, he was busy and, and energetic and I guess what we want him to be as well. And there was times, only a couple of times when he got off the back of a RTS quick play the ball and they just rolled on as well. Wade, I thought Wade Egan had a really good game. The only criticism I have of Wade is that off of off a really fast play the ball, he's not he's not a sort of man who's gonna scoop and go yeah. to the line. Yeah. And that's yeah, the only yeah, thing he doesn't exactly. do, which if he's not going to do that, have someone, have RTS or DWZ come in and do that because I think there's an opportunity there. But his game, his ball play and deception around the rucks, really good, right? And setting up setting up the blokes for that as well. So, yeah, and I think the, the four-pack in the, in the middle were okay at times. But when, they, when their starting forwards came on at the start of the game, end of the game, that's when we were being dominated. So we were still flat in the middle. But, um, yeah, yeah, there were some really good, performances just overshadowed by the, the shitting of our pants at the end of the game. <laughs> can, can I make a special mention to Montoya? Oh, I thought he played sensational in terms yeah. of um, his defense. I agree. Eh? Yeah. yeah. The energy, eh? Lots, lots of yeah, defensive energy. energy. Yeah. Well, he was all fired up, you know? He seemed like he had this the intensity there. So I was like, I'd like to see him stay in the centres, actually, if he's yeah. going to play like that. I thought him and, um, you know, him and his old, Bulldogs combo with him and DWZ. Mm. They did really well um, mm. right side. Um, it'd be interesting to see how they plan things coming, you know, with, with Reese coming back mm. at some point. So I'm guessing Roger will go back right side and Dallin maybe to the left, but kind of all in front of us. We've picked up a couple of injuries. We've got uh, obviously um, Katoa came off, Tohu Harris, big, big injury. We're not sure what the story is with that yet, but. Oh, no. Does not look good. So we'll see how that yeah. goes. And also um, Chad Townsend has picked up a, a shoulder complaint as well. So that, that's not going to help, uh, especially our next it's, game. It's more than a shoulder complaint for Chad. Uh, what I saw floating around, it's four to six weeks. Oh. Or, or two to three managed with painkillers. Oh, So we might oh. need to go back to the old bargain bin, start buying some more <laughs> <Yeah. drink. laughs> Read a half. 
<laughs> Water boy <laughs> at the half. Oh man. All right, fellas. Good chat about the game, considering the circumstances, because it's really created a visceral kind of response from a lot of Warriors fans. We're going to take a little break, come back in the second half. We'll preview the upcoming game against the Sharks. We'll look around the NRL and probably just generally talk crap as well. So, (laughs) (laughs) what a a surprise. Um, We'll be be back in a couple of moments on Warriors Anonymous. All right, welcome back to Warriors Anonymous. We're going back into the second half. With some fast and furious action, we're going to go around the NRL, checking um, what's happening in the Warriors' next game against the Sharks. But first of all, uh, we're going to put a special shout-out to our Warriors Anonymous fan of the week, Siala Afamasanga, because um, Isaac has spotted some great stuff from Siala. What have you got, bro? Oh, well, I think uh, he's one of the most positive Warriors fans I have ever encountered in uh, social media. He says that he used to be one of those Warriors are fucking useless ones, but he's learned that everyone has value and he likes to use humor to mask the disappointment, but not at the expense of the team. So I appoint him with the nickname The Sage because I learned something from him from that post. I really did. So big shout out to him and his positivity. I think uh, everyone could, every Warriors fan can use that even more so in these times. And even outside of the Warriors, just be a positive fella. So good on you, Siala. Also, thank you to Siala for um, just bringing Daniel back from the brink because uh, (laughs) he had threatened to leave. Uh, (laughs) He talked him off the ledge. He talked him off the ledge. (laughs) Shot, bro. Shot, Siala. Um, Thank you, bro. And um, yeah, let's get into what's been happening in the NRL lately, fellas, because there's either been... Nail biters or blowouts. It's kind of all over the shop. Uh, we had the Melbourne Storm 46 to nil over the Roosters. Wow. Hey, wow. <laughs> like, woo, right. Um, and then uh, Friday night, of course, we were uh, unlucky enough to go down 1918 to the Dragons. Bit of a thriller over Friday because the game after that was the Panthers 13 to 12 over Parramatta. Another close game there uh, on Saturday. Not so close. Uh, we had Manly. Over the Bulldogs, <laughs> sixty-six to nil. There was, there was a there was a good game of touch, eh? There was a real manly good look good. Manly look good. Manly oh. looked like a video game, like yeah. you know, like, you, you, you like boost people's like speed up to like a hundred or whatever, and you just yeah. get in the ball. So, and yeah. they got it all, like big fast, and they got Cal Lawton. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was gonna say Tommy Turbo, but yeah, Cal Lawton's okay. Oh, yeah, they're so good to watch. Hey, like, yeah, as, a, okay. as a neutral fan, man, just turn them on and, and just enjoy. Uh, after that game, another blowout, 44-6, to six, Gold Coast over the Raiders. Mm. I can't see how they're so shit because their roster hasn't changed that much. I'm but... liking it because I'm just like in yeah. reactions from Ricky they're gonna change their, They're going to change your coach. <laughs> and the, if the players aren't doing it, it's the coach's fault. Yeah. Come on. And then uh, following that, uh, another blowout. <laughs> surprise, surprise. 38-0, to nil, the Newcastle Knights over North Queensland Cowboys. Kalen Ponga show right there. Kalen was back and boy, oh boy, was he Damn. That's not Uh, good for Cowboys. They've had a really good, they were looking solid, eh, under Toddy, and then they're just losing their way. Then on uh, Sunday, a couple more results. A little bit closer, I guess. Uh, A bit of a turn up with the Broncos, 26 to 18 over Sean and the Sharkies. Uh, That was Mm. actually a really good game. I enjoyed watching that. Uh, And then after that, uh, we had South Sydney Rabbitohs, 38-22 over the Tigers. So, um, yeah, it's, it's 
there's been a lot of big scores and mm. a lot of blowback from fans, you know, just saying, hey, what are these rules done to our game? Have you got any thoughts on that, Daniel? The contests in some of these games are over by 30 minutes, so... Eh? Obviously, there's a, a separation. We've talked about this throughout the season. It's well documented. There's like a, a top two, you know, then there's a next three or four, and then there's everyone else, really. So, yeah, I think they're going to have to look at how these new rule changes, ball and play, speed out the game, the more passive defence. So Gus Gould's been, I guess, going talking about the passive defence, the fact that you, you don't want to slip up and hit high, so you're not hitting as hard as well. So Yeah, true. So when you getting tackled, there's less wrestle because of six against. And they don't want the wrestle because it becomes a WWF wrestling match um, as well. So, uh, but end of the season, you know, there might be some tweaks and changes. So I've heard some pretty interesting things. Like um, if you score a try, you then kick off. To stop that momentum flow of like scoring, kicking, receiving, running down, scoring, kicking, mm, receiving. Yeah, yeah. That you old know. Super League rule. That's the yeah, one. Yeah, turning it into NFL. Yeah, and there's and there's also a chat about maybe reducing the amount of tackles in the set. set oh no! Wow. I like that. Serious, that, that you could just have a five five tackle set. Just by means there's a little bit more. Um, depending how far you get down the field, you might be trapped and hard to get out as well. But there's probably going to be a little bit more chance of your arm on certain plays as well. And so, but yeah. they were just thinking like uh, just to stop that momentum shift, right? Like you know, I think. Well, the game just before uh, the Tigers, they last week they lost for forty nil down. This week they were like almost twenty nil down in the first fifteen minutes, and they didn't really touch the ball. Mm. I think this rule change thing is just going too far. It's going to end up how Union has now. They make changes every single year, and it's just diluted the product. And even the players, you get a sense that they're like, "Well, that's going to come in this year." How about? introducing back again you kick it out you have a scrum let people get some time to suck in the big ones and you know refresh take those the rule changes out and just change it back to the way they were just some of them because it's going too far yeah you're right i actually agree with uh, what you said about rugby union because there's just so many rules and and sub laws and you know, any kind of referee interpreting the rule book is kind of the key to winning yeah. the game in a lot of contests. But, yeah, I'd agree on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, there, there's a couple of areas I actually think the NRL could do more in because they obviously, they are concerned about player welfare uh, and they've gone hard at the high contact this year, which, you know, has, has caused all sorts of things. A couple of things that I want to raise with that is that there is a problem with the HIA system whereby oh, yeah. a player gets hit high yep. and we get to see the TV replays pretty much instantaneously. And it becomes pretty clear, you know, that a guy should be leaving the field. However, under the current setup with their sideline review television set that they've got there, there ends up being like a couple of minutes sort of delay. And we had it a couple of those on Friday night where players, you know, would play on for a few more minutes and then get pulled. And it's like, guys, if you want to like protect these guys, why don't you like get onto it quicker so that yep. they are saved from it? One more thing I'd like to see is protect the kickers more. Yeah. Because yeah. We, yeah. we saw Chad get hit in the first minute and effectively, you know, wrecked him for the rest of the game. And now he's going to be up for quite a while. I've actually thought this even before that incident, but this is a great example of it, whereby there was no real need to go on with the tackle. If they protect kickers more, like how they do in the NFL, like if you touch a guy, even just, you know, tap their foot when they've kicked it, 
it's an instant penalty, you know. Uh, I'm not saying mm. they go to that extent, but I think that needs to be more. It's a difficult one though, because I know I know where you're coming from. Was I'm a massive advocate for like, and there was uh, Radley who took uh, Albert Kelly out, you know, a few, you know, maybe six eight weeks ago. With, Sam Walker, Roosters, yeah, taken out. Oh yeah, but mm. like, just you got to protect the kicker. But there's a fine line because Sarixson's it was was legal. He did get him at the right time. And it is about putting pressure on the kicker to obviously upset his kicking rhythm. It's still part of the game, but I, I agree, man. Like that's a an injury. It's cost you know cost a couple of weeks, perhaps more. Legal as it is, you just poor look for the game. I think. Yeah, and often it's you know it's the little guys doing the kicks, and yeah. the big guys hitting them, and it's it's just kind of like almost a free reign for them to drive them into the ground or whatever under the current legal setup. I'd love to see a good crackdown on that. Just kind of you know clear it up a bit. Yeah. But anyways, let's move on to the next game, the Warriors taking on the Sharkies. Uh, before we do that, uh, we just want to just maybe take a moment to pause on the fact that, you know, we as fans, we battle. Um, <laughs> we struggle sometimes to support our team, but we, you know, we only kind of see, you know, the, the end result, I suppose. We don't see a lot of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes and all the hard work and all the struggles that the players and coaches have. Um, on Friday night, there was devastating news for Nathan Brown, our coach. His brother had passed away. Um, news that he had received, you know, just after losing the game. Um, so I could imagine that would have been a horrendous um, sort of time for him um, and, and, and his family. But also seeing the reaction of guys like Ed Cossey and Egan basically in tears after the game. Um, it, it just, you know, it really rams home that as fans, we've kind of got a responsibility to to almost, you know, be a bit more understanding of our side. Um, you know, we can, we can call them, call them, uh, you know, what we want in our lounge rooms as we, uh, we all have done. But, um, but yeah, I think just uh, important to keep things in that kind of perspective. But anyways, moving right along to the next game against Cronulla. Uh, they're going to be hosting us at Netstrata Jubilee Stadium in Sydney. Uh, it's a Sunday afternoon game, which is good because, well, if we choke again, it's not going to ruin our whole frigging weekend. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting one. We'll go up against our old mate, Shawnee. A new mate. Cron- Cronulla Sutherland. Yeah, old mate, new mate. <laughs> a a uh, Cronulla Sutherland sleeper cell. Uh, you might do, do us a solid there. Isaac, what do you think that we are going to need to do to you know, take on the Sharks and, um, and beat them at home? Ah, well, first, I don't think the Broncos did us any favors by beating them. So it'll get their tail up for this game. For, for me, it starts with the forwards. They had a better showing this week, but I'm still not seeing enough because I know we've had a lot of changes and stuff. But arguably, that forward pack hasn't had as many frustrating changes as the back line has. I mean, there's been a lot across the team, but you know they've had a solid core of players in that, in that forward pack and it just hasn't seemed to click. That's frustrating me. So I'd like to see them just sort of click into gear and just start dominating. It's, it's yet to happen. I'd love to see that. But it'll just be very interesting to see what the rest of the team looks like with all the injuries that we've gotten. You know, who else can we SOS to bring into the team to cover in the halves for one thing? And, you know, who's going to be playing at centre, people in quarantine? Yeah, it's a tough one this week. Yeah, you're right. We've still got um, Curran and um, Ewan Aitken to serve out another week on quarantine, so they'll be out. Reese Walsh is not uh, well, not looking probable at this point. Well, yeah, so obviously a few few more selection dilemmas given 
the potential outs injuries to Tohu, Chad, uh, and uh, Alice uh, Katoa. Obviously, we've got Matt Lodge comes in, so you would expect him to go go into the game day 17 as well. So that could be a pretty fearsome duo. AFB and Matty Lodge as your starting props. I'd like to think based on playing the Sharks, there's a good chance for those guys to, to really lay a platform. It depends on who the other the other two um, would be. I, I'd probably like to think based on the performance, we'd, we'd have Bunty and Leeson. Other ones are just going to be depending on where... You know who's who's around so this could be a case of if Walsh is fit he may have to play in the halves on attack maybe defend at the back because we don't know what's happening with Cody we don't know what's um we're not sure if Reese is going to be available so Sullivan will be there so there's it's going to be pretty interesting to see who's who's available you know I'm thinking of pulling the trigger on uh Bailey Surinan uh number six oh, I'd love to actually by the sounds of it. he's just solid and I think from if you have Reese Walsh in your head you know, another playmaker in there, then, you know, he doesn't necessarily have to be the chief playmaker as well. Solid, solid in defence as well. And with a bit more cattle around, bigger cattle around as well, he won't have to be as um as tied up in the in the middle. I'd even give Kosi another chance, to be honest with you, on the wing. You would? Yeah, I would. I'd give him another chance. He was the guy who made me actually go back and re-watch this game. <laughs> as torturous as that sound. I uh, went through, watched it play-by-play, play, made notes on everything. You boys have seen it. Uh, broke everything down and broke down every single thing that Ed Cossey did in the game. And I found that the number of positive things he did far outweighed the negative things. Uh, he was involved in a couple of tries whereby he'd made a defensive read mistake or, or was involved in not cleaning up at the back. But he wasn't solely to blame for those tries, so I don't put those on him. Um, so that's, yeah, I just wanted to put a little bit of a defense out there for Ed Cossey. Mm. Plus, he's, he's, he's only a young fella, only on a development contract from what I understand. So, you know, he's only sort of just starting out. And I think just people are piling on a lot on him. And I think it's an emotional response to the result. But I honestly think if, you know, if anyone's out there wants to go back and rewatch this game, as fun as that sounds, um, I think you'd actually see that there's a lot more positives to take from his game in particular. We let go of Canva Marlow, and I think Cossie was a big reason because there's something there that we think is worth holding on to. So you, mm. you just got to give him a bit, a bit of time. If we're willing to let go of a seasoned veteran like Canva Marlow for Ed Cossie, gas must be something. Oh, yeah. I think so. I think, yeah, I was just going to say that, that point when these young guys make those mistakes, and I guess, you know, they just dwell on those big match defining mistakes and you don't look at all the good positive stuff they were doing as well. So it's going to be crucial for his, to how he gets out of this, his development, if he can, if they can, if he himself, but collectively they can flush all that negativity and focus on, because once that's in his head, you know, then it's going to be hard to get rid of. So that's kind of, and you raise a point, Moneta, I think this is where to the failings of the season, and to lose games if we're in the fashion we have in the last moments, it's not a skill issue. It's a, you know, it's a mental toughness or just a, you know, a, an inability to kind of handle the big moments, which with Gus in the setup, you know, this is where, again, we keep saying, like, get Gus in there and Gus we trust. Like, you'd like to think he starts to get in and starts to weave his magic. The best players in any sport have an ability to pack away any sort of bad moments in the game. They put it aside quickly. They move on to the next thing. And I think with this Warriors team, 
Uh, I think Kossi's reaction was probably a perfect example of it. They, they'll dwell and they'll let it eat away at them. And that just comes with experience where you, you know, start to believe in yourself a little bit more and you start to believe and understand your own ability is that ability to put aside the bad, bad moments and just move forward. So I think it's just going to take some time to develop that resilience and just forget about the bullshit and move on to the, the positive stuff. Yeah, I like it, bro. I like it. Um, we better move on to a hard or nah, bro, before we have to bounce on out of here. Because this week we are bringing in Matt Lodge from the Broncos. Comes with a little bit of baggage in his past, like a basically a home invasion kind of incident back. Just, yeah, just a little bit. Far out. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, <laughs> um, but when you've got a team like this, where we're trying to build a culture and character is a huge thing that goes hand in hand with production on the field. So question to you boys, considering all of this, hard or nah, is Matt Lodge a good signing? Yeah, Hardy's a good signing in terms of our forwards and terms of what we need on the field. I'll leave it at that. And Daniel? Yeah, I'm hard. You know, um, he's a good middle forward, big big body. Uh, it's, a, it's a good deal as well. You know, we're, we've been bargain hunters all season, haven't we, <laughs> as well, getting them jeans. And on a serious note, like, you know, everyone needs a second chance, right? You know, so long as he can just do the things, respect, you know, the jersey, the people around him, and, yeah, just put his words into action, then all good. And yours, Isaac? I'm going to say hard, and in the words of Siala Afamasanga, everyone's got value. He made a mistake in the past, and you can't dwell on it. You've got to move forward, and you've got to give people the chance if you want to move forward. So I'm going hard. And exactly. he seems pretty genuine and, you know, yeah. the, the changes that he made to, you know, uh, atone for it. Um, so I'm with you, fellas. I think it's going to be good. Um, right. Last minute, boys. Give us a good farewell monitor. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> You're loving that microphone, huh? No, yeah. <laughs> and Isaac. It's, see you, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and Daniel. Later, boy. <laughs> Man, what a positive show. This is great. We're going to have some more positive things to talk about next week, hopefully. Go, you Warriors. We'll catch you next week on Warriors. Oh, yeah. Laters. Hoo-ha. Hoo-ha.